dim the lights because it's time for our feature presentation of the box office preview podcast an on-stage blog podcast network production i'm your host ken jones the on-screen chief film critic normally my co-host greg Earhart would be doing the introductions but he's currently in las vegas for a business trip you can't see the quotation mark i'm making with my hands but rest assured i am making them So because Greg's on assignment this week, we recorded our segments for Frozen 2 and A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood last week and decided that I'd cover the opening duties looking back on the weekend that we just had for the box office. Uh, So the two movies that that we talked about last week were Ford vs. Ferrari and Charlie's Angels. So Ford vs. Ferrari won the weekend with a healthy 31.4. Five million dollars. Uh, Greg ended up winning that prediction. I had said thirty-four point five, and he said thirty million. He thought it would be a little nichier than um, than I was predicting, and he was he was pretty much right. He was only off by a million and a half. I was off by a little bit more. Do I have regrets? As Greg likes to ask. Uh, no, not really. I mean, we were both within basically three million dollars with our predictions so that's not uh not too shabby so uh i don't have any complaints there um the movie we were really off on uh and everybody else apparently was too or maybe the movie itself was off and that's why nobody went to see it uh was charlie's angels which came in third place third place on the weekend with a mere eight point three three five million dollars uh greg had predicted 21 and i had said 16.5 so i basically doubled uh what it actually came in at for a weekend gross uh but i was still within 10 million dollars of it so i'm gonna get the victory on that one so we split the week i don't think there's much to talk about in terms of Ford versus Ferrari. I mean, it's doing exactly how we thought it would do, and it's probably going to continue to do that. So it's it's you're going to see that movie, uh, you know, uh, sustaining itself for the, over the next few weeks. It's a popular movie. and It's a real crowd pleaser. So uh, yeah, that's it's going to keep making money. I want to talk about Charlie's Angels more than Ford versus Ferrari because when a movie performs as expected, it's less interesting why it performed as expected than a movie that severely underperforms what it was expected to do. Uh, And that's the case that we have with Charlie's Angels. Uh, So this is the second movie in a row after Dr. Sleep the weekend before that really came in uh, way below the uh, expectations that people had for it. Um, It's so we're kind of left asking why, um, um, I don't, I don't necessarily think that the Rotten Tomatoes score, uh, had anything to do with it. It was right around 60%. I think it's, it's settled below at 59% right now, but, uh, the audience score for it on that same site was 81%. So it's not like fans, uh, or the people that did see it weren't interested in what they saw. Um, I, I think coupling this with Dr. Sleep, we do need to start wondering whether older IP, which is, you know, the the big buzzword in Hollywood these days, intellectual property, uh, whether older IP still carries any weight at the box office. Um, I, I really am beginning to wonder if you start to get into diminishing returns with, you know, with each passing year that uh, is between the sequel and the movie that you're, you're making a sequel to, um, as it were. Uh, I think another aspect uh, that might have been a problem for this movie was the casting. Uh, if you look at the the Charlie's Angels movies from the early 2000s, you had Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, and Cameron Diaz. And all three of those were stars with name recognition. If you look at this version of the movie, uh, you have Kristen Stewart, who's the only real name actress... Uh, Naomi Scott, who was in Aladdin, but is still kind of an unknown to, to wider audiences. And then the third angel, I can't even name off the top of my head. I had to look her up. Her name is Ella Belinska. Um, and, you know, there's just 
I don't know. What do you say? <laughs> you can't have a movie where there's supposed to be three Charlie's Angels and you can only name two of them. Um, you know, as as a, a movie critic or a, a movie fan, you know, for me, going to the movies, star power in the leading roles doesn't necessarily sway me one way or the other when it comes to seeing a movie. But I, I do know that, obviously, you need star power uh, most of the time to generate big box office revenue. So... I, I think that's a problem there. Um, I've also seen some stuff about some comments that Elizabeth Banks, who was the who acts in the movie, but also wrote and directed the movie, uh, said to a Australian newspaper, uh, "Look, people have to buy tickets to this movie too. This movie has to make money. If this movie doesn't make money, it reinforces a stereotype in Hollywood that men don't go see women do action movies." They'll go and see a comic book movie with Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel because that's male genre. So even though those movie those are movies about women, they put them in the context of feeding the larger comic book world. So it's all about, yes, you're watching a Wonder Woman movie, but we're setting up three other characters or we're setting up Justice League. Uh, and she goes on to say, by the way, I'm happy for those characters to have box office success, but we need more women's voices supported with money because that's power. That's the power. The power is in the money. Um, I will say I, I I agree with her. I I I'm all for seeing more movies uh, that have female leads in the action in action movies. I don't know about the whole uh, men don't go see women do action movies um, being a contributing factor specifically to this movie necessarily. I think she. She is, I don't think she's wrong in saying that uh, there is a stereotype in Hollywood that men do not go see women action, do action movies. Um, but I just, I don't think that's the biggest problem with this movie. Um, if you look at some of the other, like, I just did a quick uh, scan online of some of the movies that had similar budgets and um, and how they performed. So if you look at uh, Charlie's Angels, it had a $48 million budget and an $8.35 million opening. Um, some similar movies um, this decade, uh, I'm throwing out, I'm throwing out like, you know, Star Wars with Daisy Ridley and Wonder Woman with Gal Gadot and Captain Marvel with Brie Larson. Like she said, but if you look at some of the similar movies of the last few years, um, you look at Tomb Raider last year, uh, that had a slightly higher oh, double budget of 94 million, but that opened to 23 million and made 58.2 million domestically. Um, really though, it, it made bank internationally with a $274 million worldwide gross. Uh, Atomic Blonde in 2017, a $30 million budget with an $18 million opening that made, ended up making $51 million at the box office. Uh, Spy in 2015 had $65 million budget, a $29 million opening, and $110 million uh, domestically when it was done. Uh, 2014, you had Lucy, which was a $40 million budget movie. Opening to forty-three million, and it made one hundred twenty-six million dollars at the box office. It was also a, a massive international hit, like Tomb Raider. Uh, even more so, it made four hundred fifty-eight million dollars domestic uh, internationally. Um, in two thousand eleven, or sorry, two thousand twelve, you have Haywire that had a twenty-three million dollar budget, made eight point four million its opening weekend, uh, eighteen million dollars domestic. Um, that's probably less of a comp just because it's as much of a Steven Soderbergh movie as it is a female action movie. Um, then you also have, uh, Hannah in 2011 that had a $30 million budget and a $12.4 million opening and made $40 million domestically. So, I mean, that's just to say, you know, there's also, there's some other movies, you know, the underworld movies, Salt, Columbiana. Um, I don't think it's fair that to say that men don't go to see women do action movies, and that's the reason that Charlie's Angels failed. I think that there are limited offerings of these kinds of movies, and 
I think we can see just from, I think the results can be varied depending on the star power uh, and the quality of the film. So um, I also, I also think that uh, I also think that this movie was budgeted at one level where it was 48 million. uh, And those movies kind of have a limit on how usually how they perform at the box office and the expectations that people had for it were more in line with a, a movie that, you know, maybe along the lines of the, the Mick G Charlie's angels movies that were closer to a hundred or $120 million budget, uh, productions. So that's kind of where my head is with, with the, uh, bomb that was Charlie's angels. So that concludes our look back on the week. Let's look to the week ahead. So here's our discussion on Frozen 2 and A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. So let's dive right in. This is a, another big week for Disney uh, in the year 2019. Uh, 2019 is the year of Disney. Uh, we've had a number of bit, huge Disney hits and uh, a couple of sequels and a couple of uh, reimaginings. And we might have the biggest sequel of them all. That is Frozen 2 coming out six years after the original uh, Frozen was, uh, to be frank, an absolute sensation. It revived the Disney brand. Um, no longer was it just, were they just relying on Pixar to produce uh, mega hits. Uh, they could produce their own. It was an unconventional, um, well, it was a conventional movie with a very unconventional ending. We'll just say that. It's not quite a twist, um, but... It was certainly uh, a revival of the Disney music, uh, proving that they could once again write some um, show-stopping uh, songs, including Let It Go. Um, and it captured the minds of pretty much every, I don't know, 3 to 12-year-old <laughs> kid in the country at the time. And, and some all- grown-ups. <laughs> right, and some grown-ups. Including and, uh, John Travolta. <laughs> that's right. Um, Ken, what, what's, what was your take on Frozen? Uh, I I liked it honestly. Um, I don't remember a whole lot about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh you, now you that, had the luxury of only seeing it one time. Yeah. Yes, oddly <laughs> enough, um, I only saw it one, the one time. Yeah. I guess now that uh, I got Disney Plus, I can go back and watch it again. Uh, you, you could, yeah. Probably. Um, yeah, having a, a five-year-old, I think I've seen it now. <laughs> I don't know, fifty-five times. Yeah, sure. <laughs> at, the, at the very that's least, that's probably that's probably a. Uh, conservative estimate too probably we've we've talked about this it, it's if you don't have kids you don't understand mm. what a sensation it still is amongst children um i any disney event you go to probably 80 percent of kids who are wearing costumes wearing frozen whether it's mm. elsa or the girls wearing elsa and anna or the boys wearing olaf or even some wearing Kristoff uh, and whatnot it can't be understated. I've heard the song Let It Go probably, again, five quadrillion times <laughs> due to my daughter's love for the song as well as, you know, every Disney venue playing it in some fashion. And it was a legitimate radio hit, too. I mean, they played it like, I mean, now you're going to say, what's radio? But, you know, all the whatever the streaming stations you have, XM, like they are playing Let It Go for a good year or two years. So here's my little hot takey question for you, Ken. Okay. Is and, and now this is better question asked to me, but I'm, I don't. I'm not at the point where I'm going to ask myself questions yet. But uh, is the first Frozen actually good? Uh, is it good? Is it really good? Like, is it really good? Honestly, I, I <laughs> I'm so. This is going to sound to- horrible, but I don't remember. <laughs> Case in point, right? Right? Maybe that's not a good sign. No. I honestly, well, I, I was listening to you describe the first movie, and you're like talking about a like kind of a twist ending, and I don't remember the twist. So, so the twist <laughs> is they're gearing up that Kristoff was going to be uh, Anna's true love, and that that would and and Kristoff would save her from the curse and the icy heart, but it's actually oh, oh right, it's, it's actually, actually the, the the sisters exactly. So right, it's right, actually right, right. okay. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So I remember that now. Right. It was not, it was in the way they, they, the writers of Frozen explained it was they actually, the original design was Elsa was going to be a villain, like a, th- a, th- a through and through right, villain. Right, right, right. And they were like, I did we, hear we've done this like a hundred times before. Like, let's do something different. And then they came up with the sisters. And again, it's a great twist and it's a great. Yeah. Ending. I'd say but, honestly, like 
that that feels like a almost like a Pixar influence to me. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, like a lot of a lot of Pixar stuff focuses on on like the family aspect and stuff, and 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 that's a that's like a turn in that in that direction, like leaning into that. I, I know, like I know, in in recent years and like this decade, like the 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 lines between you know Disney and Pixar have started to blend a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Pixar is. Uh, we're getting a little tangential, but we have to talk about <laughs> the Soul trailer that came out. Have you seen it? The trailer? No, for I Soul? haven't. Uh, you gotta check it out. It is definitely different than than anything. In fact, I'm not even sure it's a kids movie. I think it's an, an adult, a movie for adults. <laughs> you know, yeah. But it's not like a gritty movie. I mean, it's it's an animated. It's a Pixar movie, but it's like it's only yeah. for it's like it's. I think the intended audience is adults. Um, Pixar's so, first PG thirteen. Yes, right, right, <laughs> right. So Pixar is, can, I think, trying to diverge itself again. But let's uh, we'll save that for our twenty twenty discussion. Um, so I asked why it's good because I I'm I'm of the opinion now. Again, I've seen Frozen fifty five times, and so you can speak to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I speak to it. But I, I had this opinion after the even the first time I watched it. It was, it was again. Very good ending, but it's as far as the movie, the story, mm, I, you know, it's very pretty conventional. Um, I was a little disappointed by some of the animation, like the animation of the snow monster, like is very bland and pretty vanilla. Um, there's not there was not a lot of detail. Well, or, I mean, there's, or, there's only so much detail you can do with snow. I guess. No, <laughs> I, I I disagree with that. I mean, and and if it's it all took, white. If it took more substance to it, then they could have made him something slightly different, you know, yeah. than, than that. Um, the obviously, you know, Anna and Elsa in the relationship is the focus of the story. I thought the songs were definitely better than we had seen from Disney in a long time. Um, but again, only really a couple standout songs um, that really, like, you know. Papa, can uh, you hear me? I mean, do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> yep, that's one. And let it go. As Deadpool pointed out. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, so it's. I think I. I don't even consider it the best animated movie of the last ten years, five years. Oh like, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't either. There's, I mean, there's like an ongoing Twitter debate about Tangled versus Frozen, and I'm, I'm definitely. Oh, wait, are you talking about all animated or just Disney animated? Um, Disney animated. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. So, like, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it at the top either. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's definitely number one in terms of you know the kids' consciousness. Oh, yeah. And stuff. Um, but when did Tangled come out? Like, 2010. Okay, so it was a couple years earlier. I, I, I think like that, for example, is a far superior movie. Did a Wreck It Ralph? Yeah, uh, Ralph Z- is... honestly, like Zootopia and Moana are are my two favorites of the decade. Yep, I agree. I agree with that as well. Those uh, are the two best, in my opinion. And I don't think, yeah. And I guess, I guess when the you year get... six is really good too. Yeah, I, when you get to 2016, I think again, I don't think anyone's arguing Frozen versus Moana. I think I think there's pretty universal consent Moana's, like, the better superior achievement. Mm. Um, I think it's just that little era where you have Planes and Wreck-It Ralph and Monsters University. Right. Like, oh, yeah, Frozen's, but, you know, there's, there's an argument anyway. Um, and I'm I, I'd much rather see a Tangled sequel than a Frozen sequel, personally. But mm-hmm. um, for my daughter's sake, I'm glad they're doing a Frozen <laughs> sequel just to kind of... Yeah, because there's a world to explore here. Um, they certainly set the table oh, for yeah. that. I don't think it's an unnecessary sequel um, by any stretch. Um, very, You could do a lot of go a lot of different directions with the sisters, as well as Kristoff. I, right. I, this could be the last I see of Olaf, as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, he's going to be <laughs> very prominently involved. I would um, imagine, yeah. Yeah. So did they? Did they? Um. And this is again. I, I. After we do this podcast, I might go and rewatch this movie, uh, <laughs> just to refresh myself for yeah. when this comes out. Yeah. Uh, did they resolve the story of their parents? Or is uh, that, is no, that not, open for yeah exploration? That's, that's what the sequel really gets into. Okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No. There's there, honestly, I, I've uh, I've actually avoided, or I don't know if I've actively avoided it, but I don't actually even know much of the plot details for the second movie yeah so. i think yeah again I, I i really think the plot is sort of figure out what happened to their parents i think i think that's yeah i think that's actually the plot so you hit upon something there okay so this is set to be a monster opening um i you know we'll get to our official box office predictions but this 
you know, we'll have to see. The all-time record, I think, is still The Incredibles. Um, Incredibles 2 at 189. Toy Story 4 came close. Actually, no, it didn't come close. So it did break like 150, I think. Um, once again, we did our homework for this podcast. Um, but, <laughs> but we'll see. Frozen is certainly going to be north of 130 um, for this weekend. We'll see. I, I think it could go even higher. I, I, I don't know a parent in the world that's not taking planning on taking their kids to see this at some point it may not be opening weekend but it's you know it's i'm sorry nice i was stuff. looking up i was looking up numbers what was the what were you asking about opening weekend yeah yeah i think Incredibles the biggest one too, for disney oh anime. uh yeah. yeah i don't know about pixar but strictly disney uh zootopia has the highest number opening according, weekend? To, Wik- according to wikipedia no i mean incredible's Oh, Incredibles is Pixar. Not yeah, Pixar. Oh, I said not um, including Pixar. Okay, what was Utopia? Uh, seventy-five point one million oh, yeah. opening weekend. So, so Frozen's gonna blow that. Frozen, Frozen was second. Oh yeah, yeah, it'll probably. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it could. I don't think it'll double it, but it could come close. I yeah. Well, we'll get to our predictions. Yeah. Right, right now it's like one thirty-ish is sort of the median right. prediction. So. Um, yeah. So again, we ran over the plot. I, I'm very curious what kind of music they come up with. Um, again, the soundtrack is not my, I, I, I admire what it did and I admire in general, again, music speaks different things, different people like, is objectively a good soundtrack didn't quite work for me except for a couple songs, but curious how they, what they do with this one. Obviously they have the same talent, um, for this. So I think without further ado, is there anything else you wanted to speak about frozen two before we get to see, don't see? No, let's, uh, let's get right into it. Okay. All right, first, all you know about the movie is it is part of the Frozen franchise. See or don't see? Mm. One? Yeah. One? One. Mm. Yeah. So, um, again, if I'm only... I wish wish, uh, Ashley is up so uh, she could participate in this. She'd be threes across the board, I think. But, uh, yeah, I think I'm a one. I think I'm a one on this as well um, for all the reasons described. Um, animated sequels. All you know about the movie is a sequel, and it is an uh, animated movie. Animated sequels. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Feel like those have a pretty spotty track record. Yeah. Are, I, I, which which ten, ones come to mind for you? Like right off the top I mean, of your head. I mean, Toy Story Two is one of the greatest, right, maybe the fair. greatest animated movie of all time. Credibles yeah, I mean, Two probably. Yeah. I didn't care for Incredibles two that much, but it was I hated Wreck It Ralph too. Although again, critical critical hit, but I go. I hated it. Um, so yeah, it's spotty. It's spotty. Okay. There are Kung there Fu Panda other... two. Okay, yeah. How to Train I was, Your I was Dragon. To think so. of... Yeah, actually, all those are pretty good. Yeah, I would say more good than not, but yeah. there's definitely some disasters in there. Okay, I'm gonna say. Based on that, I'm going to say a one. Mm. Uh, I am a. Uh, I'm cautious. I'm cautious, but a one. My one. I'm interested. Uh, all you know about the movie is a musical. That's all you know about the movie is, is a musical. Uh, so we see- have to say three for this, right? <laughs> Should I go animated musical to just or just mu- no, just music? Yeah, no, just musical. That's fine. See or don't see? Uh, honestly, musicals don't really move the needle for me. Uh, ten years ago, I probably would have been a negative three, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say zero just because I I am more open to you know experiencing different kinds of movies than than uh, I typically liked. Yeah, I mean musicals. So like, there's definitely less fun movies out there if i just take marvel aside for a second i think uh, taking marvel aside i think movies generally grittier and kind of more serious mm-hmm. um than we've had in 20 years ago 10 20 years ago musicals tend to be fun so yeah i'm i'm interested to what it could be i'm a two i'm a two on that um let's see okay all you know about the movie is it's a movie where you know half the audience is going to be kids. Like that's that's what you know going in and uh, see or don't see. Right. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> that's going to be. <sighs> I so that's going to be a zero. Oh wow! Okay. Just because like it's not going to deter me from seeing the movie, but it's also not going to 
um, drive me to see the movie. <laughs> no, no. It, I will tell you what it will do, though, because I usually go to the movies by myself. It will definitely drive me to see the movie at, a, at the latest <laughs> right. like, showtime show. possible as opposed to you know going at three in the afternoon. <laughs> so this is the rare category where like a positive score is probably impossible. Like I, I can't imagine a movie like, oh, wow, I, I want to see this just because it's a kid-friendly movie and I want to watch this with other kids. Yeah. Uh, but you could definitely be negative three on this. So like the top yes. score is probably zero is what you answered. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, even though... Um, even though I have a daughter, I'm like a minus one or a minus two on this. I definitely like my movie theaters quiet, and uh, that's true. Theaters with kids tend not to be quiet, so I am minus. We'll just go minus one, minus one on that. Uh, okay, all you know you is know the movie. I respect your, I respect your your uh, thinking on that one. <laughs> Working your way through that. <laughs> okay, all you know is uh, the movie features a really cutesy uh, snowman. That's a that's a key character in it. Uh, see or don't see. Uh, <laughs> um, that's that's going to be a big fat zero for me too. But, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a minus two on that. I just, uh, you know, even if it's an animated movie, I'm just not all about it whatsoever. I want dark and gritty snowmen, not, not cutesy. I want, I want a cussing Deadpool style uh, snowman. Wasn't that uh, a horror movie like uh, <laughs> like Jack Frost or something like yes. that? Yes, yes, that's yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, next, all oh, you know what the movie is, the heroes have to find the origin of something X, whatever. Mm. It's a you have to find the secret of this overarching thing or the roots of this or that will that will save our people or yeah, right. you know save the day or yeah okay right. um, well, what happened to my father you know like right. kind of like something mystery of sort you know it's like an mm. adventure mystery kind of movie I I, I kind of like those kind of movies I, I do too I yeah. really like those like adventures like yeah. it like. A, a big part of like the Indiana Jones stories. <laughs> uh huh. Sure. Usually involves stuff like that. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the three on that one. Ooh, three. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm strong too. I think strong too. Okay. Last one. Uh, all you know about the movie is based on the trailers. It looks like it's uh, Moana, but on ice. So uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's Elsa. <laughs> trying to leave the island and trying to get past the waves just like Moana <laughs> did like almost beat for beat but instead it's Elsa uh, and using ice powers instead of a rowboat mm. so uh, see or don't see so Moana on ice yeah Moana on ice that's all you well <laughs> Moana was really good Moana so. was really good yeah. <laughs> and there's also an outside chance that I get the rock so uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll go with a one for that one okay okay <laughs> Yeah, I'm a, I'm a two. I'm in for more Moana. Yeah. Um, so let's see. What were our scores? So you're a very strong score. You have a six. Six out of seven categories. I am a five out of seven categories. Okay. Uh, I have some bonus. I have two bonus questions. Excellent. Um, one, if, if Frozen 2 is like... Now, I say this. These are usually what-if questions. Now, they did... <laughs> The reviews have indicated that Frozen 2 is a little bit grittier than the first one. Like, it's a little darker. A little um, darker, ooh. But this one's, like, super dark and gritty. Like, this is just, like, you know, <laughs> the dark night of the Frozen, you know. It's like, <laughs> it is just super gritty. You know, it is... <laughs> it is, like... A snow monster breaks Elsa's back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, a, and holds the and holds the village ransom with a right, atomic right, bomb. Right, right. And there's like super <laughs> political, like there's political underpinnings oh, to like the Trump administration. Like it is just like there's dark undertones. This movie. Are you are you more or less interested? <laughs> more. Well, yeah, me too. Me too. Okay. Uh, that feels uh, like a uh, SNL sketch wait, waiting to happen. <laughs> right. You know, like one of those shorts that they do. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, the second what if, and this is actually, could have been one of the storylines. Uh, we, we do have to talk about it, at least a little bit, is so there's a big buzz. There's a growing, not a buzz, but there's a want or demand that Elsa, some people think Elsa's... Um, uh, gay in Frozen, and that Frozen mm-hmm. makes hints towards that. 
and you know there's no man for her in the story so like anna had Kristoff and the other guy and there's nothing like that for elsa so they, they're thinking this could be a, the first gay princess on the disney legend and they're hoping that frozen 2 really gets into that most indications indicate that does not happen i shouldn't sure, say most there's all indications that, that that does not happen um if this movie did if it isn't the trailers that elsa comes out of the closet in this movie are you more or less interested? um I don't know. <laughs> I know. It's just, this is a heavy... I, uh, yeah, I mean... On, on, like, on the one hand, like, okay, cool, but on the, on the other hand, it's like... I, I, I always worry about, like, pandering when it comes to that kind of right. stuff, but at the same time, you would have people that are, that are for it that would, I'm sure, love to have... Yeah. to be pandered to the way that, uh, <laughs> you know like most hetero hetero uh audiences are pandered to yeah. with their with our uh audience uh or our movie selections right right so, so i mean yeah um yeah i don't i don't know i okay. honestly like i today was actually the first i'd ever heard of that okay i think i read yeah. it on twitter somewhere i i did not pick that up in the slightest the first time i watched it um, no no you're reading into it there, there's yeah so, it's definite like reading and in, seriously into it and it, it's just really based off the fact that there's no uh, right and no, i wonder how much of that is is the 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 conditioning of previous disney movies where the princess has mm-hmm. you know a uh, prince charming quote yep. unquote character yep. all in like every movie yep so I, I so again i'm a little mixed on it um it's it's not quite I think I think I could have the conversation with my daughter if it came to it. Um, if they're if they're going to do it, it better be really natural to the story. Like I don't want her to do it just to do it because in most cases it's not. You know, it's if it's not important to the story, then you're just doing it to do it kind of thing. Like that yeah. was sort of. Um, it just didn't make sense when it didn't Beauty and the Beast when they had um, Gaston's buddy. Um, yeah, do that. He dance with another guy. Oh, at the also, end. by the way, Josh Gad. Josh Gad, right. the voice of Olaf. <laughs> correct, correct, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, to answer the question, would make me more or less interested. <laughs> I mean, as just a movie person, I'd be more interested just to see how they do it. Yeah. As, a da- as a dad taking my daughter to see it, it's it's different. I'm not, I think I could have that conversation, but I have to really think about as, that. As a member of, of Twitter, I would not be looking for it. <laughs> no, no, oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Uh, well, as, as we joked about uh, for some other bonus question, I mean, Trump would take an opinion on it. Uh, you know, we'd have everybody weighing in on, uh, you know, Elsa and whatever. And then, you know, like members of Congress would come to like the impeachment hearings dressed as Elsa and we'd have Elsa, you know, instead of um, Handmaid's Tale protesting in red robes, be dressed as Elsa, you yep. know, for any. Right, so shoot, yeah, no, just yep. be... I mean, people already are like, people already boycott Disney for, <laughs> for reasons like that. Okay, so we'll make our predictions at the, at the end of the podcast. So let's get to Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Um, so this is a movie. Hold on, let me get some tissues. I might cry. <laughs> so movie starring Tom Hanks as Mister Rogers. Um, this is a movie that's not quite about Mister Rogers. It's really more about the story of. Another man played by um, the guy in the Americans. I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Matthew Reese, I believe. Matthew Reese, yes. Uh, Matthew Reese plays a guy who I'm uh, is disillusioned and you know really sort of doesn't know what to do with his life. And Mister Rogers is a supporting character and kind of helps him out and kind of helps him uh, get back on the right path. Um, so interesting movie. This is coming off of the Mister Rogers documentary that was a huge hit uh, that came last year. A uh, couple storylines here. So one is we have to talk about. Uh, one is let's talk. Let's start with Tom Hanks. We'll start with the movie actor. So <laughs> when I when I heard this movie was being produced, I'm thinking, okay, they need like a 60 ish movie star to play him, and and there's only one guy that really <laughs> that could possibly do it, <laughs> and that's Tom Hanks. And then lo and behold, you know, they announced Tom Hanks. You know, right. did it is is. Is he the only sixty plus movie star we have that could do this role, or am I just, or am I just over, <sighs> underthinking it? I should say. I mean, nobody else comes immediately to mind, but 
I had yeah. the only guy I could come up with was George Clooney, who I thought could he, do it. He couldn't could. do Mr. Rogers. It, it would, could he? He, would, he would have to stretch his talents. Like he would have to. I think he, I just. Again, he would. Ha- he's never done a role like this before, no. so it would be a stretch. I'm just trying to. I'm picturing him with the sweaters and just like could he, you know, assume mm. the demeanor of it. I think it's possible. Again, the list is not. That'd like, be a look, real stretch. Yeah, I, I, it is. I'm, yeah. Like, I mean, look here. Here's here are the guys. It's Robert De Niro. No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to look at like character actors, like to to come up with a, a legitimate list, like. Yeah, but but they they have to be stars because you're just yeah. not this movie based off of a character. No, you're right. It's really important. Uh, Denzel Washington would be amazing, I think, as Mister Rogers, but I, <laughs> that obviously I don't think that could happen. Um, oh, here we go. Sylvester Stallone, absolutely, absolutely not. <laughs> Come Arnold on. Schwarzenegger, no. Mel Gibson, hell no. <laughs> Liam Arnold ne- Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Would you be mine? Would you be mine? Won't you, would be, you be in my neighbor? Yeah, won't you be my neighbor? Yeah. Liam Neeson would also be amazing, but no. Bruce Willis, no. Why are you picking all action stars? Well, these are the li- these are I I this is the list of sixty plus movie stars that, that came up. <laughs> Jeff Bridges, Gosh. no. Jeff Bridges, no. Uh, well, Jackie Chan would be incredible, but no. I mean, you'd, be, um, you'd be better off looking at like. Uh... Oh, John know, Travolta. Like, oh, John Travolta. Stop oh. it. Stop. Stop. You're besmirching the good name of Fred oh, Rogers. Okay. <laughs> Travolta could do it. I, no, I do. Could not. <laughs> Stop it. No, you got a picture like Don't, yeah, Michael. I am. Like, like, the, like the John Travolta that played Michael, you know, like that type no. of No. <laughs> You're not helping your case. <laughs> I saw Michael. <laughs> He could no. You he, he, he have to think back. You're not thinking back to like Gotti Travolta or <laughs> get help. Uh, <laughs> get help, Greg. No, he, no, he, no, he could. He could. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Maybe Rich, you could, maybe you could, add, you could cast someone younger. And Richard Gear. Like, put him in like old make old older makeup. Pierce Brosnan. Actually, you know what, you know what? I, I just came up with the answer. What? Tilda Swinton. Oh jeez. <laughs> Put her in makeup. <laughs> so you can do anything. Uh, right. Uh, oh, yeah, you're she's right. Alien. Um, she's also an alien. But yeah, also right. <laughs> Michael Keaton? <laughs> no. Maybe? Yeah, no. No, I agree. Uh, Dennis Quaid. Get too much edge. Oh, John Malkovich. There we go. There's, a, there's, a, there's, a, <laughs> there's our winner. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you're taking this seriously. <laughs> No, but I'm making my point. There's nobody. I mean, there, there's nobody. How about, how about this? <laughs> Willem Dafoe. <laughs> this oh, we're going, we're oh, going out there. How about Bill Murray? Bill Murray. Now. Uh, not. Okay. You're not discarding. You're, you're not discarding this though. Okay. No, no, not Bill Murray. I mean Daniel Day Lewis, but he's retired. Well, yeah, Jeremy Irons. I mean, how? Would, I, mean... I actually thought of Jeremy Irons a minute ago when when you said uh, was ah, uh, well, I forgot the guy's name already. Uh, Malkovich. Malkovich. When you said Malkovich, I thought of of Jeremy Irons. <laughs> Irons. I, if, what about, what about, it's not, not impossible. <laughs> I mean, about, the accent would just be really distracting. But what about um, Richard Jenkins? Not big enough. He's not big enough. Not big enough star, right? Yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Oh. Uh, Ed Harris. No. no, no. Kurt Russell. Ooh. Kurt Russell. Oh. Kurt Russell. Hmm. hmm. Jeff Bridges. Kurt Russell. I think that's our winner. No, nah, I don't think Bridges could. I don't know. He could pull off. He pulled off the. Uh... The sweater in uh, Big Lebowski, <laughs> for what it's worth. Yeah, Costner came up before. Uh, like, no, Costner, no, no, he's not there. So again, it's. I mean, for this type of role, the very short list, amicable every man in his fifties, sixties, seventies. It's it's Hanks, basically. I mean, I mean, a couple of. Others, but... Tom Hardy would would 
<laughs> Give him a weird voice. <laughs> Tom Ford. <laughs> <laughs> How about Scarlett Johansson? She can play anybody, you know. Um, no, but it would have to be like in character as as uh, her character from um, from from Avengers. Right, right. That's right. She's like undercover. <laughs> okay, <Black> so <laughs> um, do we, now. This hasn't been in a festival you've seen, right? You haven't seen this. No, this I have not seen this. Yeah. I, I just. I will say that the, the documentary last year was my favorite movie of the year. Yeah. So it's, so it's it's really looking to be a wholesome picture. We, we don't typically get wholesome pictures that's going to get a big release. Uh, usually, like, these family-friendly, perfectly wholesome. They're, you know, either low theater count or they're released, you know, during the dead times of year, like the dog-friendly pictures, that sort of thing. So it'll be interesting to see box office um, how this does. We compared this. We think our best comp for this was Saving um, Mr. Banks, which is another Tom Hanks movie that plays Roy Disney. And again, actually kind of a similar movie, not just where it's Tom Hanks, but also, again, it's Tom Hanks saving somebody. (laughs) You know, it was was Emma Thompson who played. um, Yes. Yeah. I just thought of two more people, by the way. Go ahead. Actually, three more. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Number one, Christian Bale. Sure. Okay. Because <laughs> he can disappear into any character. Right. 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 Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Joaquin Phoenix. Because <laughs> he, you know, he would totally lose the weight. Oh, absolutely. Just no question. He would love the sweaters. Yeah. yeah. He would. I'll he tell would. You that he would actually. He would actually be pretty good. I yeah. think in that. Yeah. And then the other one I thought of was uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh jeez! <laughs> Actually, no. I take that back. Fourth one, Edward Norton. <laughs> if you aged him, like again, put him in makeup. Yeah, this is just a SNL uh, skit, just <laughs> waiting. Wait, wait. um, it really is. You get a bunch of yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, so getting getting trying to get back on the rails here. Sorry, uh, no, it's all right. So wholesome picture. We'll see if this has best picture or even any acting nominees. Typically not for these kind of movies, but we'll see. Ken, what do you think? Any Oscar potential here? Uh, we haven't seen it, so it's hard to say. But ninety-six percent Rotten Tomato score right now. Yeah, given so. the given the Rotten Tomato score, I think there's definite Oscar potential for this one. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know yeah. if I don't know if it's the acting categories or yeah or the the best picture category, but. I have to say, I have to give a quick shout out to the trailer. Um, so the trailer, I think, made you weep. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, uh, I got, I got definitely, I got, I got choked up uh, watching that. that yeah, trailer. so it didn't have that kind of impact on me, but I will give a shout out the the moment on the subway. The subway, uh, that, that was the thing that did it yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice moment. I was like, it's, oh it's, crap, it's a great moment. I'll probably. I'm like, oh no, I'm at work. What am yeah. I doing? It'll probably generate an opening weekend, uh, you know, great 20% more due to that moment, you know, because uh, it was a great moment. Do you have any, um, any Mr. Rogers? So did you watch a lot of Mr. Rogers uh, growing up? Like what was your personal? Honestly, like I wasn't that into Mr. Rogers for very long when mm-hmm. I was a kid, but I did. I mean, I obviously I remember watching it. Um, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I think after I got to like I don't know age seven or something, I probably found it a little too boring compared to like right. the Transformers and Thundercats <laughs> that I was watching. Right. Um, right. But yeah, like just re- looking back on it, and especially just that documentary just like blew me away, and just yeah, uh, the the message that he conveyed through his through his the way he lived and yeah. and the the way they talked to kids on their level and. Mm-hmm. That he was just like a genuine art- article of a good human being, just yeah, yeah. Just from a pure entertain, just from a pure program standpoint. I mean, I, I watched it quite a bit. Um, I never saw it as a program that would live on for thirty years, or at least even Mister Rogers lived on for thirty years. But mm-hmm. again, I think the story came out of what a unique story he had, and what and how personable he was, and how he really cared, you know, about. You yeah. know, reaching kids and stuff. So good for him. And glad there's a movie made about him. Let's get to let's get to see don't see. I have five categories, only five categories. Um, all I know about the movie is it stars Tom Hanks. Well, I'm well. It's really technically a supporting role, but let's yeah, just say Tom uh, Hanks is sorry. prominently involved um, in the movie. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a I'm a three. Three. Even if I 
Yeah, with with Hanks, it's like even if <laughs> even if it's uh, I don't end up seeing the movie, it's definitely on my radar because he's yeah, he's Tom Hanks. Yep, he's a th- I've been in three on him for a while. I think Long now he's getting up there. I think probably post um, oh that movie where he played the guy who got laid off is trying to find new work and it was um he rode the bike and stuff i can't remember it was like a, a july 10th release but it bo- like bombed miserably like it did 30 million like, i don't know anyway i don't remember what movie you're even talking about <laughs> it's 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 a guy's what? name it, it, the movie is <laughs> hanks's character's name and he oh, has yeah, some yeah, love yeah. interest the, with some oh yeah yeah, like yeah, yeah. larry crown yes larry, larry crown that's the one with julie roberts was it Julia yeah, Robertson? I think oh, okay. so. Yeah. Oh yes, you're right. It's She's Julia like Robertson. the teacher or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the college or something. Yeah, I think after that I was a two on him because I just couldn't get up for Larry <laughs> Crown and just like I don't know what That's he's fair. trying to do here. Two. All right. Uh, all I know about the movie is it's about Mister Rogers. Um. After last year's documentary, I'm a three. <laughs> okay. Uh one. Slightly interested. Uh, all I know about the movie is it feature it's has stars Matthew Rice. Um, Philip from the Americans, big Philip fan. Americans, um, can't remember seeing him in too many other movies, but right? uh, I, I love them in the Americans, so I'm gonna go with uh, just a one for now. Okay, um, I did like him in the Americans again. I um, haven't seen him much, I'm just a zero, it's not compelling enough to bring me to the movies. Actually, now that I think of it, th- both of these two were in the post. Uh, by Steve. Oh, that's right. Yes, he was the he was the uh, the whistleblower or guy that um, got the the files for yes. the paper. That's right. That's right. Yep. All about the movie is it's a wholesome movie. It's just a feel good start to finish uh, movie. Mm, I don't enjoy those as much as I probably <laughs> did as a kid for sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, I know I don't enjoy them as much as I did as a kid. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm gonna say a zero. That doesn't really move the needle for me. Okay. Uh, I was a zero for a while. I think now I'm a one or a two, I think, because it's just the, the world's so bleak and movies That's are fair. bleak a lot of times. I think a good, really uplifting is good for the soul. I mean, I'll do a strong one, strong one. Uh, lastly, all you know about the movies, it's about like a PBS program. Like, a, you don't know which PBS program it could be hmm. any number of things, but it's about. Does that PBS. include Downton Abbey? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, hmm. I'll say, uh, I'm either zero or one. Okay. Yeah. Why not go for a one? Let's just on the off chance that they're, they're making more movies about, uh, some of the TV (laughs) shows that we grew up with as as kids. Sesame street, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they're right. There are a couple holdovers, but could interest me, but PBS, uh, generally, it's not a brand that I go crazy for. Uh, I'm a minus one, minus one on that. So your scores, oh, you're an eight out of five categories. Oh, so you are in. You are in I'm on it. this movie. That's fair. I'm a three out of five categories, so I'm sort of interested. Okay. I got one bonus question. This one's a good one. This is one of my best bonus questions. Oh, boy. All right. I'll be the judge of that. So what if, <laughs> so instead of a movie about like, not present day Mr. Rogers, but like, you know, uh, a movie about his, the latter half of his career, you know, obviously mm-hmm. when he's sort of in. What if Wait, it was like an, There is no present day Mr. Rogers. I, I, don't, I don't literally mean present day. Okay. I just mean like, you know, what, how we know him, you know, because right now yeah. it's. Uh, what if it was like an origin story? So like, it's like an origin <laughs> story of Mr. Rogers, but like in his early days, he was like a womanizing guy who like smoked cigarettes. But he was wasn't. Like, you know, <laughs> I know. Did you I see know. the documentary? Like, actually, the actual origin story for Mr. Rogers would be kind of would be kind of a good a good movie. It would also right. be wholesome, but right? No, no, no. I yeah. want I want like you know, like, like, you, you, it doesn't have to be um, uh, um, fact based movie. We can uh-huh. see it. it can be a fiction, you know, fiction origin story. But he's like womanizing. He's doing drugs. Like he's you know running. You know, he's like part of a gang, and then like something happens. Maybe he like gets into a sweater business or something. Like he finds a sweater on the street, and then like he returns it. But then he then he puts it on for the first time, and then like it, putting on like, the it sweater, just something clicks in his head. Yeah, something clicks in yeah. his head. Or there's something where 
um, he ends up saving a guy who's wearing like the red sweater and the guy dying his last breath said, take this, take this red sweater, make good out of it. You know, something along. Well, that's not lines. a very good job of saving the guy. <laughs> well, he tried. I mean, he does his best effort <laughs> or something. I haven't fleshed this all out, but uh, I'm more or less interested. Um, less interested just because <laughs> I actually know the origin story of the actual origin story of mr rogers oh you're crazy i wouldn't i wouldn't want to put those false uh false facts in people we're gonna pause this pod we're gonna pause this podcast so i can put this um write this script out really quick i'm gonna (laughs) submit to hollywood i'm gonna sell it for a million dollars and the box office is gonna be like 60 to 70 million opening weekend for this for the script i'm I'm way way in i'm way way in (laughs) okay all right let's get to some predictions Oh, let's let's do. We'll do Rotten Tomato review uh, real quick. We'll start with uh, Frozen Two. Right now, eighty-one percent Rotten Tomato score at fifty-seven reviews. Reviews of this are a little interesting. They're more tepid. It's a pretty tepid eighty-one percent. Mm. I have to say, mixed reviews in the songs, mixed reviews in the plot. We'll start with a positive review. Philip De Semlin from Time Out. Does it offer any further evidence to those who interpreted Let It Go as Elsa's covert coming out anthem? Sadly, no, though she remains an intriguingly elliptical canvas on which to project genuinely groundbreaking ideas about empowerment and identity. Uh, another one, positive one. Um, Allison Rose from Flick Direct. The animation is incredible. Probably some of the best I've ever seen. Four out of five uh, stars. So I got, a, uh, I got a three out of five star review here from uh matt singer of screen crush <clears throat> i enjoy the, his little one-liners that he puts up he says uh finally an animated musical version of annihilation for the whole family to enjoy. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> um a.a dowd from av club it's almost a reparation story really which would be more touching and interesting if the sacrifice is stuck Okay. All right. Oh, wow. We're going to make some political statements here. Um, and then Scott Menzel from We Live Entertainment. Frozen 2 skates on thin ice as it fails to recreate the oh. magic. Oh. So, I don't know. Clever. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is I believe, yep, 97, 97% out of 91 reviews. Uh, reviews are pretty strong. Um Again, it's going to be mostly positive. Uh, Peter Howell from Toronto Star. Tom Hanks fit the red sweater like he was born in it. But Marielle Hunter's unique take on Fred Rogers' mag- magnetism exceeds impersonation. Oh, that's the other thing. Who's the director? Marielle Heller. What has she done before? I don't Yeah, I know. Oh, right. Okay, so she did Diary of a Teenage Girl and last year's Can You Ever Forgive Me, which was that... Um, um melissa mccarthy movie oh right uh let's see we also have brian orndorff from blu-ray.com the picture truly appreciates the fred rogers experience dramatizing it without diluting it offering a message of support that's vital in today's seemingly darkening world so there you go um then megan mclaughlin Hanks truly astounds in this performance. We're so used to seeing him in parts where he dominates every scene. Here he takes a back seat. Well, maybe a passenger seat. <laughs> uh, I just want to try and find a negative review. I think there's only one in this uh, <laughs> in batch. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little biased. Yeah, right. I don't have that all queued up, so we can just move on. Who cares about one negative review? I do have one review here that um, doesn't have a star or any rating attached to it but uh first impression this is from josh larson of uh thinkchristian.com uh first impression basically add astra but with daniel tiger instead of space baboons oh. <laughs> Jesus. that's quite it's quite that's, a summary <laughs> so yeah it's uh people are getting some uh we're making some weird connections. With yeah, this movie. right. Yeah, this is gonna be some movie, I think. But we'll see. Uh, okay, so one other movie coming out is Twenty One Bridges. Um, this has been moved a couple of times. Starts Chadwick Boseman. Uh, interesting plot. Chadwick, Bo- Chadwick Boseman plays a police officer with a little bit of a troubled past. Uh, basically, to find a cop killer, he shuts down. All 21 bridges um, that connect the city uh, to to elsewhere, and he has to basically find 
uh, find this guy. Uh, interesting plot. Um, not expected to have a huge opening. Um, no reviews out, so we'll see what happens there. We will, uh, let's get to predictions for Frozen 2. Box office, again, is tracking in the 120 to 140 range. Uh, boxoffice.com is officially projecting a 125 opening weekend. Uh, this is the weekend before Thanksgiving, one of the biggest weeks of the year. Uh, Ken, we'll start with you. What is your prediction? Hey, you're always having me go first now because you're afraid I'm going to... I'm not afraid you do. Yeah. <laughs> I have one time. <laughs> no, one time. Yeah. Play the tape. Down. Roll it back. So, so Frozen 2, Frozen I two. am going to say... A hundred and thirty-four million dollars. Mm-hmm. So, you want know, any reasons why, or just you know. um, it's like the biggest, most popular um, Disney movie of like the last ten years. Yep, yep, uh, yeah. I'm going yeah. high as I'm going high as well. Uh, I think I, I the only thing I'm worried about is people just waiting to Thanksgiving week you know the thursday friday saturday sunday instead of just running out to see it that's possible um, this weekend i'm still gonna go high the number i wrote down is 143 i'm gonna stick by it um mm. i think everyone and their mother is gonna go see this at some point it's just a matter of when it'll probably be by the sunday after thanksgiving so i'm gonna stick by it one 143 for frozen two uh next beautiful day in, beautiful day in neighborhood tracking this has been pretty solid around 20 million uh boxoffice.com has a range of 16 to 21 million uh ken once again we will start with you i'm gonna say 18.5 i think um i think uh frozen 2 sucks up most of the oxygen next this week that weekend yeah yeah, I wish this. I mean, this is this is a great weekend for it to drop. I wish it wasn't quite next to Frozen. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't think the, the the audience overlaps that much, um, and certainly not a kids movie. So, but there's there's some intersection with I'm sure with parents and stuff. Probably a light number. I expect it's going to have legs uh, as we get to December. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go 17 on this. 17, mm. 17 million. It's a little bit below you. Uh, I, I thought about going. I thought about going around 17. Yeah, I was gonna say 17.5, but I'll stick with 18.5. Yeah, it, it, it could, it could do well. The reviews yep. are great. The yeah. reviews are great, and um, yeah, it's Tom Hanks, and it's the right time, you know, for it. So you know what, some parents could do is just, uh, you know, because the kids are gonna want to see Frozen two twice, so. One parent takes the kids in to see Frozen. <laughs> the other one goes to see uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and then they just swap for the next day. Take right. the, the other the other parent goes to take the kids to see Frozen Two, and sure, the other one goes to see Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yeah, it could work Everybody out. Everybody wins. Could work <laughs> out. So, all right. So that about wraps it up for this week. Uh, we will be back next week for I think Ken's favorite movie of the last twenty five years. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, just warning you. Uh, if, if if you don't want to hear an hour of Ken gushing over Ryan Johnson, you may want to skip next oh, week's podcast. Stop it. It's not we won't, that we bad. won't be hurt. Um, we have Knives Out. Uh, what else is coming out? That's the main. Pretty movie. much it. It's Queen, Queen, and Queen, Queen and Slim. We may, yeah, we may talk about that a little bit, but uh, Knives Out. So we will spend some time on that. Uh, check out the rest of the Onstage Blog uh, Podcast Network for all content that you need for movies and theater. Check out Desperately Seeking Entertainment. Uh, check out Movie Musical Showdown. And we have over a dozen podcasts now on it. So if you want theater content, you want movie content, no place else to go. We have Movie Court coming up coming out soon, starring me, myself, Ken, and Chris Peterson. We argue over whether The Last Jedi is a good movie. It's really fun. Go check it out. Check us out on Twitter, KenJones81, GregE333. Check out on screen on Facebook. Uh, we do uh, we do talk about movies on there. You want to follow us, join the conversation, uh, go right ahead. Uh, otherwise, leave a comment and uh, leave five-star reviews for us, please. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get them. 
leave five stars, please. Five, 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 five stars. Five stars. Okay. okay. Uh, so if you're going to see the movies, uh, go enjoy. I'm expecting you're not going to go see Dr. Sleep, so don't bother with that. But uh, go check out Frozen 2. Let us know how it is. Check out Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Be safe. Enjoy the movies. Uh, for Ken Jones, this is Greg Earhart. We will see you next week. Adios. Papa, can you hear me?